0: Welcome Nexus Church Family Online to our online service for this week. We pray that will be a challenging and encouraging message that will uplift you and connect you to God. Uh, in our service today, we will start out with one song of worship, kind of get us prepared for the message. And we'll have about a half hour for a message, maybe a little less, a little more. And then we'll close it off with a time of reflection with a song at the end. And so today I would like to open up in prayer as we prepare for today's message. Father, thank you for today. I thank you for the songs that we will sing that are a praise to you. I pray that the message that is shared today will encourage those who are listening. And I thank you for them and their lives and their families. And I pray that this week will be a great week as we be a light to our world around us. In Jesus' name. No Nexus Church Family Online, and I don't know if you know that song. It's a little old for some of you, but man, that takes me back to my high school years. Well, this series that we are starting today is called Mind's Eye. If some of you maybe are aware of that term, maybe it's a new one for some, but it really is how we view the world around us, how we internally see things. Now, for some of us, maybe we have a skewed Mind's eye. Maybe it was, maybe maybe it could have been caused some issues when you're younger from what you experienced, but we all have a way that we view the world around us, and every single one of us sees things a little bit differently. But here's the thing is the world around us supposed to be viewed the way we see it or the way God sees it? I believe that we are all called, according to the Bible, to have the mind of Christ, to have His mind's eye. And In this series, we're going to be digging into what God's mind is like and helping us all to get to that point where we can have a mind of Christ, at least the best we can on earth. And so today we would like to just begin by taking a look at a piece of Scripture. Now, I don't do this very often, but I just want to read a chapter in the Bible and hear what God says in His Word about the mind of Christ. And so in 1 Corinthians Chapter 2, we read this from Paul. And if you have a Bible with you or maybe you have your app, you can kind of flip around in it if you have a really cool phone that lets you do that. I want to just read Second Corinthians chapter, or sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And uh, you can read along. I read from the CSB version, Christian Standard Bible. And so here's what Paul says uh, to the followers in Corinth. When I came to you, brothers and sisters, announcing the mystery of God to you, I did not come with brilliance of speech or wisdom. I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness and fear and in much trembling. My speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not be based on human wisdom, but on God's power. We do, however, speak a wisdom among the mature, but not a wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. On the contrary, we speak God's hidden wisdom and a mystery, a wisdom, God predestined before the age of our glory. None of the rulers of this age knew this wisdom, because if they had known it, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no human heart has conceived, God has prepared for the things of those who love Him. Now God has revealed these things to us by the Spirit, since the Spirit searches everything, everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have not received the Spirit of this world, but the Spirit who comes from God, so that we may understand what has been freely given to us by God. We also speak these things not in words taught by human wisdom, but those taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual things to spiritual people. But the person without the Spirit does not receive what comes from God's Spirit. Because it is foolishness to him, he is not able to understand it since it is evaluated spiritually. The spiritual person, however, can evaluate everything, and yet he himself cannot be evaluated by anyone. For who knows the Lord's mind that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We want to have the mind of Christ. And from this passage, it is long, and there's a lot in there. And over the course of our time together over the next few weeks, we want to be tapping into what is the mind of Christ? What does this mean to have a mind that is spiritual? What does that look like? Because those are some big concepts that were laid out by Paul in 2 Corinthians, or 1 Corinthians chapter 2. What does that look like? Well, we're going to take a look at that over the course of the next four weeks. But today, really, I want to talk about mindsets. Because in order to be able to get the mind of Christ, we need to have a healthy mind that is willing to change. You see, we can learn a lot of truths in the Bible. We can, we can be opened up to so many things, but if Our mind isn't willing to change. If we don't want to grow, it doesn't matter all the truths we hear or learn or believe in. They fall flat. We have to be willing to take what the word says and believe it and want to live it. And so today we're going to be talking about two different powerful mindsets. You see, what we've grown up with, what we've been around in our environments over the lifespan we've lived influences us. There could be two totally different people listening to this message today, and one of them could be all about it and say, yes, I love it, I love it. And then the other person could say, I hate it. It's horrible. I don't know where you came up with this. You see, how we've been developed in the environment we live in influences how our mind is. How we view things. And so today, as I'm teaching you this, this thought process of two different mindsets, I understand that for some of you, this is a really hard concept. The, the world you grew up in was not encouraging. You have a lot of bad memories in your past. And, and this is by no means a way to demean you or to put you down. I want you to be lifted up. Because we all have a story. We all have a background. And though I would just love to, to reach across that phone or the computer screen or whatever you're watching on today and, and listen and be in your presence and walk you through this, I can't. And I want to encourage you, if, if any of this brings up something inside of your spirit, to, to message me, message the church And we'd love to come alongside you and walk with you in this process of creating a healthy mind. And so what are these two mindsets that we are talking about today? Well, short and sweet today, I'm going to boil down a really big book uh, that I've read about two main kind of foundational mindsets that many of us kind of sprout off of and go our own ways, but two foundational uh, thought processes that we have have in our world is a fixed mindset and a growth mindset now maybe you've heard of this before this comes from the studies of dr carol dweck and and she really lays it out amazing in a book called mindset and i encourage you it's not a christian book but it has a lot of things that i believe the bible points to and as we'll see today it really parallels what paul says in some of his writings and so many of us, especially if you live in a Scandinavian home or if you live in northern Minnesota, you're really are going to resonate with this. If you're not in, in that mindset of, or that geography, uh, maybe this will be a little foreign to you, but if you live in these areas or you're from Scandinavian descent, a fixed mindset is really what's at the base of how we view the world. You see, when, when we have struggles... As a fixed mindset person, we see the world negatively. And Carol puts it this way. She says, A fixed mindset believes that their basic qualities, like your intelligence or talent, are simply fixed traits. What you have been given is all you can achieve. Right? They spend their time documenting their intelligence or talent instead of developing them, right? It's always a measure. How much can I do? What am I capable of? What are my test grades, right? Now, of course, in school, we're going to learn and we're going to grow. But really, what we've been given is what we can accomplish. She goes on to say, "...they also believe that talent alone creates success without effort." Now, I again realize that there are many spectrums within a fixed mindset, but really to boil it down, if you grew up in this, you grew up with this perspective that natural ability determines identity. If you got a bad grade, then you're stupid. If you're bad at some sport, then you're a loser, right? It is that when we face Difficulties, we feel like a failure. Our whole identity is based upon what we can do or how much we know. And when we face those difficulties, we automatically view them as negative. Everything is viewed as a negative. Now, me personally, the way I go about this is when I see a problem or when I need to grow, I look at it as a a bad thing. But one that I have to conquer. And so, though that's not at the, the base definition of what Carol is talking about here, it is a form of a fixed mindset. Everything is viewed as a negative, it's always a challenge to defeat. And I think that's what a lot of people, at least in the circles that I walk with, that is what we struggle with. It's a mindset, it's something that the enemy uses. To defeat us, right? A fixed mindset has a negative view of change and struggles to change. Yet, as Paul says in his book to the Corinthians, our identity or our abilities or knowledge shouldn't be in ourselves, right? What did Paul come and do, right? We just read it. He came proclaiming Christ. Not his wisdom, not his intelligence, not his successes of what he's done and all the churches that he planted. No, he came in Christ, in Christ alone. He had a different mindset. He was willing to do whatever for Jesus. He pointed back to Jesus all the time. And so our desire should be to be changed into the image of Christ, always growing, always viewing things as a opportunity, not a negative. Oh, it's horrible. I have to change. This is, this is just always, nothing's ever staying the same. i got to get better all the time. Right? No, this is an opportunity to bring glory to Jesus. Now, a growth mindset, on the other hand, is, as according to Dweck, believes that The basic or most basic abilities can be developed through dedication and hard work. Brains and talent are just the starting point. This view creates a love for learning and a resilience that is essential for great accomplishment. So when that person comes across a a negative situation or maybe a, (laughs) a COVID season where everything gets blown up and and you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, and you don't know if they're ever going to call an election official, and we have a president again. Like, what in the world? This world we live in is crazy. But they view these opportunities as a potential for growth, for seeing things in a better way. That positive attitude about anything in life that happens. In fact, this is exactly how Jesus viewed the world. Listen to Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 through 8. Paul says to the church, "Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, Did not count equality with God as a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Everything that happened to Jesus, he spun it for good. For our good. Not even for his own good. He did it for our good. He had a growth mindset. Everything was positive. Man, that is the mind of Christ. That is what we are called to. And so today, you may be thinking, why are we talking about some psychological thing, right? Why not just throw out all that psychology and just focus on what Jesus said? Well, here's the point. There's a lot of good in that book that I read from Carol because I believe that within each of us is a propensity to either view the world negatively and go further and further down the path away from God or we can grow towards God. And I just love the terminology of fixed or growth. And today I want to to read you a passage from Ephesians 6.12. Because I think this points to the reality of what the enemy wants to do in a fixed mindset. Paul says, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against evil, against spiritual forces in The heavens. You see, the enemy wants to keep you far from the mind of Christ. He wants to keep you fixed right where you are. He doesn't want you to grow. He doesn't want you to become all that God has for you. He wants to cripple you. And if there's one thing I've seen more than anything in our time of this COVID season, it is this oppression of the mind. There is an attack on the mind and I believe that is why this message and this series is absolutely crucial for us because we are being forced into seclusion. We're forced into not being able to socialize with each other. We're questioning each other. We're questioning authority. We're we're disconnecting from those who love us. We're taking what which should be such an insignificant difference between you and another person, and it's blowing up and becoming this massive thing that is destroying relationships, destroying us personally. And I am so concerned as we go into this this cold season where everybody's already locked in, there's less light, seasonal depression's a deal, it's cold. I'm concerned about our minds and the health of what's going on up here. And and the enemy wants to destroy us because he knows if he can get your mind he can do anything he wants. He wants you to be stuck in a negative fixed mindset. But but we can change. I believe that we can welcome and work towards a growth mindset. I believe that these tools that are available for you, that we're going to be talking about these next couple of weeks, about getting rid of the garbage in our mind and our lives that the Bible talks about is possible. I believe that what the the Bible says about putting these good things in your mind that are the things of Jesus that we'll be reading about, I believe that it's possible. I believe that you can create a growth mindset, that you can become, like Jesus, a person who views the struggles around us that we're facing as an opportunity and not a challenge. That's negative. And I believe that we can do that. And so, as we close our time down together today, I just want to encourage you this week as you think about do I have a fixed mindset? Do I believe that I can change that fixed mindset? And I encourage you, Google fixed mindset and growth mindset and do some more research on your own. There's so much information out there apart from Carol's research that can help you, that can help you come alongside and and get you towards the mind of Christ, a growth mindset. I want to leave you with this one thought. If you feel like, man, I can't do that. I've been stuck in this way my whole life. The things that I grew up in, uh, they're just continuing on in my life. And I just, I am who I am and I'm not going to change. Man, that's not what God has for you. I don't care if you're 90 years old today listening to this and you've been stuck in this fixed mindset your whole life. This is how you view the world. You can change. Why? Because God says you can. 2 Corinthians 5.17 puts it this way. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. You are a new person. Even if you're 90 years old, you are a new person. Your spirit never dies. When you have the spirit of God coming in and living inside of you, you will forever live. You don't have an age anymore. Your spirit can change. This fixed mindset, it can change right now. And you can become the mind of Christ. Your mind's eye can become healthy. You see, all things are gone. Behold, all things are new. You have the mind of Christ. Jesus died, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and Philippians. Christ died so that you can have a mind of Christ. So, don't fight this battle alone. You have Jesus living inside of you, and you have the power. You have the power. Pastor Jeff Lee put it this way: he says, Self-dependency is the enemy of a supernatural life. Don't do it yourself. We all have flesh. We talked about this in our last series. We really went through that in becoming a healthy family member. We can't do this on our own. We need the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us. And so we need to run to him, spend time with him, ask him, and do the things that we'll be talking about the next few weeks, getting rid of the junk in your life and pouring the good things in your life. Because when we do that, when we start working towards the mind of Christ, We'll have the power of the Holy Spirit living in us to do the work through us. And I encourage you to surround yourself with good people who build you up, not tear you down. Surround yourself, spend time with God, and continue to fight for positive, positive thoughts that remind you that no matter what you face, God is going to win. So are you. Father, I thank you for this time that we've had together. I realize that this is a concept that maybe is new to some people. And this is just an introduction. So there's so many loose ends that need to be tied up in this process. But Father, my main heart for the people that are listening today is to help them understand that a fixed mindset, this, this viewing the world as a negative and it's never going to change. And no matter what I do, it's going to be a struggle. That that isn't the way we have to look at the world. There is another way. There is a godly way. There is the way that Jesus himself lived, and that was seeing every opportunity that comes against him, even death on the cross. God, that he viewed as an opportunity to bring people to the throne room of God. That's what I want for the people listening today, that no matter what they face, they're going to see it as an opportunity to see people come to Jesus to see you glorified in your kingdom built and so I pray that over every person today listening in Jesus name amen amen thank you for joining us this week Nexus Church family online and I so look forward to seeing you again next week